0: Are you a small business owner looking for guidance to scale your business like you never thought possible? Join me, Tyler Arnold, for the open and honest conversations you've been waiting for with other small business owners on not only how to build the business of your dreams, but to become a mountain mover, impacting people's lives, growing faith, and providing your family with opportunities. Let's move mountains together. Hey guys, this is Tyler, I'm here at Small Business Mountain Movers. Today I've got Spencer on the call. So Spencer, I'll go ahead and let you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your gym.
1: Well, uh, Tyler, thanks for having me. Uh, my name is Spencer Graham. I own GP Athletics in Springfield, Missouri. Uh, we are coming up on four years of business. Uh, two years ago, we decided to go open gym to the public. Uh, we had a big request to let uh, powerlifters and strongman athletes come in as the other owner at the time. And I were training for competitions, Um so about two years ago, we opened up to the public and we've grown and, uh, we are now Springfield's premier strength gym and, uh, pretty much Southwest Missouri's spring, uh, strength gym. Okay.
0: Yeah. I was, I'm checking, so you're checking your guys' Facebook and Instagram out. Like I said earlier, I am a big fan of obviously your guys' gym there and what you guys are doing, um, coming from the powerlifting background. So I think it's really cool.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, It's been one heck of a roller coaster and, you know, growing strongman and powerlifting is the sport itself is my passion and uh, business Mm. itself is my passion as well. So anything to help grow the sport in the area is. we used to have a really strong community about five years ago and that community started to fade and die out. So one thing I'm trying really, really hard is to bring in more strength athletes from the area and uh, create that community again. That way we can start traveling and competing and have a strong family and bond between all the strength
0: athletes in the area. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, being there in the powerlifting community and being there from the Branson area, like having the those strength, like the powerlifting and the strongman people that compete in these competitions, like a very tight knit group of people. Um, so, like getting building a gym around that is pretty cool, just because the members will be so engaging with it at all times. Yeah, it's it's a lot different than your your basic globo
1: gym or your general population yeah. gym because the niche is so different. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so like I w- I always like to hear everybody's story, um, on like why they started their business, um, so like, <laughs> kind of, like kind of like what's your story that brought you to the point of starting GP Athletics? Well, uh, like a lot of people who get into strength training
1: and become obsessed with it, there's obviously a background of you know either being overweight or eating disorders and things like that. And for me, it was being super overweight, and that was back when I was in high school. So as I got older and I got healthier. Um, actually, 2011, Brian Shaw won his world, first World Strongest Man, and I saw that on TV, and I was like, "Man, that's what I want to do. <laughs> I want to compete in strongman." So I uh, I rented a storage unit and I made a whole bunch of strongman implements by hand and stra- trained out of the storage unit. And as the years went on, I just became more obsessed with it, and I started training at a gym called Strong Gym here in Springfield uh, a few years ago. And I ended up working there and getting my internship there and going to college for exercise and movement science. So everything was just kind of blending together. And then uh, about four years ago, uh, Strong Gym sold out and changed to Royal Barbell. And uh, their style just wasn't the same style as I had envisioned and wanted to go with. So I left and came and opened my own Strongman and Powerlifting Gym to try and recreate that community. Uh, and the foundation of why I wanted to start training that was to get stronger and to get healthier. Mm -hmm. Um, so the more people we can influence and the more people we can put barbells, um, in their hands is, you know, it was a, turned out to be a passion for me and that's really why I started the gym. And originally, like I said, it was a personal training when we first opened for two years. And then after two years, we just had a big request for, uh, strongman and powerlifting athletes to come in and start training with myself and the other owner at the time. And, uh, as we've grown, that's just, it's become more definite. And that's what I want to do is grow strongman and
0: powerlifting. Okay. Yeah. I mean, like I said, i really love the, the whole niche of the powerlifting. Um, but now coming from like me coming from that powerlifting area as well. Um, like a lot of us, you know, we get into the gym and they're like, Hey, we want to start a gym. Um, that's kind of like what everybody goes from, so like what were some of the struggles um, that you went through, I guess in the beginning, like making through that making that transition, going from competing in it to like hey i 'm going to launch a business and open my own gym with this uh, you know it 's owning a gym and competing
1: are two completely different worlds yeah and I think that 's where a lot of people who enjoy strength and conditioning and want to open their own gyms go wrong is your passion for strength and conditioning needs to be great because that's what your business thrives on. But you have to be more passionate about business. And so, you know, that's one of the struggles that we had was how do two college kids, you know, we we graduated December 15th. We walked December 11th and signed our lease on December 15th. And, you know, opening a gym with, right out of college was a difficult thing to do. So we had a buddy who loaned us like $8,000. Uh, we purchased a squat rack, some barbells and just a few pieces of machines just so we could get started. Uh, and our, the gym at the time was 1500 square feet and we we're a private training. And so, you know, we had enough money left over from $8,000 to pay rent for two months. And so from there it was, you know, we quit our jobs and that was the only way to make money. So it, it was a sink or swim at the time. And so we joined some business groups and we we went marketing and promoting as much as we possibly could. Uh, Cause if we didn't have clients the next two months, we didn't have a way to pay bills or a way to pay rent. Yeah. And so, you know, having a little bit more of a financial backup would have probably been nice at the time, but it's one of those things it's um, it forces you to, to work harder for what you want. And I think a lot of gym owners, they always have that backup job where, Oh, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to go, work an eight to five job as I grow my gym. Well, the problem with that is is you always have a safety net. And Mm -hmm. so if your gym's not doing very well, you can fall back on your salary income. Well, if you don't have that salary income to fall back on, you
0: have no choice
1: but to grow your gym and do whatever it takes to grow.
0: Yep. So, I mean, I think that's one of the things that I see a lot with gym owners or, you know, trainers or whatever, they go out and they want to start their own gym. Um, And it, it always originally comes from the perspective of, I love fitness, and this is just what I want to do all the time. But like that, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. That, that that does not translate to actually running a gym and like running the business side of it. No, not um, at all. Yeah. So it's it's always just it's always interesting to hear like how people made that transition and or like again how how do you run a gym that you actually enjoy being at? Because um, right. a lo- a lot of these people when they run gyms like. Again, you you get into it with uh, the thought of this is what I love doing, but when it comes to actually running the business and you're swamped 80 hours a week trying to run this gym, and so many people get burned out because it's just not what they thought it was when they started it up because they didn't think about the business side of everything.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I actually, uh, one of the owners of Strong Gym, I was going to open a gym with him down in Dallas, Texas, and originally him and I had the same vision of what we wanted to do. And that was do exactly what strong gym had done in Springfield. And that's just franchise and go open another strength gym. But, you know, as the months progressed and we looked at locations, the business plan progressed and it became a business plan that I was not 100% um, supportive of because I wouldn't be able to walk into my own gym and want to train. It's, it's not what I wanted to do. The vision had changed. Mm-hmm. So we backed out of that or I I actually pulled out of that and then we we're going to do the same thing down in Fayetteville with somebody else uh Fayetteville, Arkansas and you know that that vision was exactly what I wanted. Uh but the other owner backed out of that one so it's it's very difficult to be so hard-headed to not just try and take in as much money as possible right off the bat. Mm -hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, you've got to be proud of what you've built. And if you're not proud of what you're built, what you've built, then there's no point in doing it.
0: Yeah. I mean, I I couldn't agree more. like, that's one of the things that, um, like me being a personal trainer, like that's what I had so much success with when I first started was, um, a lot of these people like to just bring on as many members as possible. And like, they bring in all these different types of members. Um, but it's, it's not, they're not building necessarily the gym that they enjoy being at. Right. Um, so like you turn into you're trying to compete with, you know, anytime fitness or planet fitness or whatever. And those are the type of people you bring in. And it, again, it just burns you out on the whole, re- the reason you started in the first place, Absolutely, um, which is like, why I love your guys' gym so much is because you're staying completely true to that specific vertical of people that you're trying to bring in. Um, so like it reflects the people that you don't want to come in, but it also attracts the people you want to come in and the people you enjoy hanging out with there in the gym at all times.
1: Yeah, you're exactly right. And that's what makes working 80 hours a week. So easy. Yeah. You know, so many people, they, they, you're right. They dread going into the gym and they're like, Oh my gosh, I don't want to go in. I don't want to do this or do this and this. And it's like, well, you know, if you're proud of what you're built, you get excited to go in. You know, we get members who come in who just want to hang out. Exactly. You know, it's, it's, they may not necessarily come in and work out. They're just like, Oh, all the people at GP are going to be there and I'm going to hang out with them. And when you have a community like that, it makes working that many hours way easier. And I'll tell you the truth. It's uh, the first three years. um, I was probably working only 40 to 60 hours in this past year is when I started putting in a solid 80 hours a a year because um, I became sole owner of the business. So it was, it was everything. It was it was sink or swim and opening another business all over again, yep. and it, it's definitely paid off. Working the eighty hours a week, um, and I, I don't regret being here, and I don't ever get tired of being here.
0: Yeah, I I mean, that's that's one of the biggest things is just finding that vertical that you're passionate about and not getting caught up on. Hey, I need a thousand members in this gym to make it a business. Like, no, you yeah. just need a tight group of people that you enjoy hanging out with. But it also like when you have those group of people, like they stay around longer because it's a community. So it makes the business side of things run a lot smoother than such having such a high churn rate of people that you don't like that are coming in and are like, this is not my type of gym. And then they try to go find another one.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it's our, our business is almost purely based on referrals.
0: It's mm-hmm.
1: Hey, you know, I, I've been going to GP. You should really come and check it out because that, The community that you build only brings in more like minded individuals. Exactly. Um, And as long as members see where their money is going and going back into the gym and going back and building that community, you'll have them for life. They're not going to go anywhere. No matter what happens, they will stay with you
0: forever. Exactly. So, like, so you said that you guys use a lot of like referrals and word of mouth stuff. Like, since it's such a specific group of people that you're trying to attract into the gym? Like what are the marketing stuff have you guys tried? That's actually worked for you attracting your perfect member.
1: So we don't do any paper marketing at all. It's all social media now. Mm-hmm. And so what we'll do is, you know, some of our members get, we'll give them, you know, referral kickbacks as long as they bring us somebody and they sign up. Um, but our full marketing comes from Instagram and our current members. Cause I try and post about our members as much as possible Mm -hmm. so that when people get either on our website or on our social media accounts, they can see that that diversity of our members that come here, whether you're a 10 year old kid or, you know, you're a 67 year old lady, everyone feels like they can come in if someone's wanting to get stronger. You know, you may get a, a 50 year old soccer mom who come, who wants to come in she's like, Oh my gosh, this is a barbell gym. Like I'm too intimidated. I'm not strong enough to go there. No, our whole point, is to make people stronger and educate them. Mm -hmm. So all the time we hear, I'm not strong enough to come in there yet, or I'm not healthy enough to come in there. No, that's our job. Our job is to get you stronger. Our job is to get you into barbell training and put a barbell in your hands for the first time. And so with that, all of our members just refer more and more people. And then our personal training clients do the exact same thing as well. And so we don't do any Facebook marketing ads. We don't have any, we don't go around and pass out flyers anymore. The only thing I do is I have a five day pass that if someone comes in and, you know, they're going to check it out for a week or check it out for a day or two, I'll just give them a five day pass because we could charge day, day passes all day long for 10 bucks. Um, mm-hmm. But if someone comes in and I'm like, you know what, I'm not going to have it. I'm not going to charge you 10 bucks. I'm just going to give you a free five days to let you check it out and make sure that you like it. They're like, oh my gosh, I really appreciate that. You know, you try and make friends with them and then they're going to talk about you to all their friends. You know, treat, treat them like a good friend uh, rather than just a customer and they'll be much more appreciative of it.
0: Yeah, I completely agree with that. And again, it, it, that just all goes back to, again, knowing what your vertical is and what type of members you're wanting to attract in. And that makes the whole referrals and your members bringing in more members so much easier because it's that community of people that they know, they already know of because they already hang out with them. So it's a yeah. lot easier to bring those people in through that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: So like, since, so, so since you guys have like your niche and like, you know exactly who you're going after and you guys have a marketing plan in place as far as how you're acquiring those, like what's your guys' goals over the next year on where you want to take the gym to?
1: Well, we actually, so 2019 was a pretty big year for us. Um, As the other owner stepped out and I took full ownership, um, our goals have definitely changed. We've tripled in members and we've grown the facility by 33%. So in 2020, I would like to double my memberships because what I worked on the most this year was collecting equipment and just making our facility more appealing to the people that come in. So because you still get you still get no matter how many powerlifters and strongman athletes that come in, you're still going to have members that want a biceps machine or want every back machine that there is, you know, um, or some cardio equipment. So that's what I focused on in 2019 was as we grew memberships, putting most of the money back into the gym to make it more appealing. So I'm hoping in 2020 that we can double in memberships. Um, I actually just signed a new lease about six months ago as we we grew into another 1500 square foot space because we're 4500 square feet now. Um, and I honestly don't think my landlord's going to allow me to have a fourth unit. <laughs> so, uh, I'll probably be looking at, um, maybe another, another property or buying some land and building for 2021 when my lease is up. Cause I've talked to my landlord and he's like, yeah, I'm not too crazy about you taking another space. Cause every time we do that, we knock down the center walls.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's definitely a good problem to have though. So
1: yeah, it, it it's been a learning experience, you know, and, you know, with black Friday coming up is this is what November 25th. Now, um, we've got a thing posted for our members right now is what what they want to see, because this is going to be my last big purchase uh, that I make for the gym. So I'm trying to collect everything my members would want in the facility. And that way, 2020, I can just kind of grow coast and focus on growing memberships and personal training clients rather than space and equipment.
0: Yeah, I I I, love it. I love the whole gym and everything. Um, So like so if you if somebody was like in the case that you were when you first started the gym, like if you could go back to where you were when you first started going from, hey, I love doing this as I just love working out to, hey, I'm going to launch a gym with this. Like what's what's one thing or a few things that you would tell them to actually implement from the get go to kind of bypass some of the struggles and get to actually running a profitable gym?
1: get a small space and don't get very much equipment. Um, This is one thing where you have to uh, let others know that you know what you're talking about and that they see your vision and that they're willing to work with you as you grow. Uh, There's another guy that I'm trying to help open a gym right now, and he wants 98 pieces of equipment, man. You don't need 98 pieces of equipment. We started with a barbell and a few weights and a vision, and we just brought members in and we created that community. You don't have to, you don't have to go big or go home right off the bat. Mm -hmm. Start small, save your money, make sure you can pay your bills. And as the money comes in,
0: slowly
1: grow because that allows you to keep it under control as well.
0: Yeah, I I, I completely agree with that. I mean, I've I've seen so many gym owners that they go out and they try to have this super high-end facility, but at the same time, like they don't have a plan on how they're going to actually get members in there to start off. It's just, hey, we're going to have this super nice facility and people will come. That's that's the way it always works. So minimizing some of that stuff and focusing on what your vision is and like what type of people you want to bring in makes getting started a lot easier. Absolutely. It is
1: 100% the community that brings people in and not necessarily the equipment that brings people
0: in. No, completely agree. And that's, that's one of the things that I always like, I love about your gym. Like it's the power lifting. You got the strongman vertical and then you got, you know, I always use CrossFit the brand as like an example. Um, like that, they're the they attract such a very specific type of person that comes into that gym. But like when you go to a CrossFit gym, like it's a very tight knit group of people that are in that gym, and it makes yeah. definitely that gym and it, and like CrossFit. A lot of these spaces don't have the crazy equipment that like Anytime Fitness or these big like franchise gyms or Gold's Gym or whatever. But at the same time, like it, there's such a tight. Group of people that it makes the marketing stuff pretty easy for it because you're only trying to target one specific type of person.
1: Absolutely, and it's it's one of those things where you've got to zero and focus in on, and not just do a shotgun shotgun spider where you're trying to attack everybody because you will not get the market of everybody. It's not going to happen. Yeah. You got to focus on what makes you so different. Yeah, exactly.
0: Couldn't agree more, man. Well, I said that. I appreciate you coming on the podcast. Um, I appreciate all your insight for it. I said I'm a big fan of the gym, big fan of the whole powerlifting and strongman thing. That's why I wanted to bring you on here.
1: I I appreciate you having me on here, and I I love talking about the gym and business.
0: (laughs) So, anybody listening to this, go check uh, his Facebook page out. It's over at GP Athletics, um, both on Facebook and Instagram. Um, Like I said, I'll I'll talk to you later, man, but I appreciate you coming on to this podcast.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it.